Frito, it's time. Hey, Tiny, you gonna clean his windshield? <laughs> the fastest pit stop I've ever seen. It was a great stop, but he's still got to beat that race car out. It's going to be close. Welcome to another episode of the Q3 podcast. This week is the first edition of our Pit Stop edition of the Q3 podcast. I'm Ben Pascuzzi. I'm joined by James Worth as always. James, how are you? Yeah, splendid. How are you, Ben? That's good. It's good to hear you splendid. I'm I'm also splendid That's great. as well. So, so what's going to happen is the Pit Stop po- edition of the Q3 podcast is pretty, pretty much going to be on whenever we don't review a previous GP. So, obviously, last Monday, we reviewed the Baku GP. However, this Monday, because it's a little bit far-fetched from the next GP, which is the Spanish Grand Prix, we will be giving you a preview on Friday Australia time. We will be giving a preview here in the Sydney studio. So, do tune in to that also. Please do. Hopefully. Hopefully, you do tune in. Hopefully, you do like listening to us talk some Formula 1. But, yeah. This show pretty much will give you a little bit of a broad wrap-up and the reaction, I guess, from the Baku GP a week after it took place. Uh, In this uh, podcast also, we'll be talking some major talking points just in general from the Formula 1 world. So, talking some the Miami Grand Prix proposal and also a little bit of interesting news about the Shoei, which has been trademarked by Formula 1. Caused a little bit of a stir, particularly here in Australia, but we'll get stuck into that as well. Also, of course, James will be going through a lot of the comments from the F1 official fan group. Don't you just love it, mate? It's like, fantastic. It's it's a worldwide Facebook group, so it's not like Aussie biased. It's not, um, you know, specific to one country. And the amount of nuffies that are on there, and the amount of people who have got so much, too much to say, is ridiculous. Mm. And thank God for them because that's what content's about. That's what we love. That's what we love. That's, that's why we're content. doing it. And also, we are gonna quiz each other on some Spanish GP moments. So anyway, before we get into all of this, let's do a little bit of a recap. So let's we're going to call this segment a wash-up from the Baku GP. Yes, all right. So we're going to get into the overall reaction from the race in terms of Red Bull. Let's start off with that. So Red Bull have come out several days after and they basically blamed both drivers for it. They, they did do that post-race and they have kept they've um stu- st- what's the word what's the word Stook? stand stood by their guns That's yes it. there stood, we go stood by it. stood by their guns they have stood by their guns and they've just that's it they put Stook. the blame on both players no they've stood by their guns <laughs> stood it whatever they've played you know i can't speak anyway it's all right <laughs> so they blame both drivers that's all right so the f1 media there's a lot going for Verstappen. There's a lot going for Ricardo. What have we really made of it all? Are we thinking most of the people are blaming Verstappen? Are most of the people blaming Ricardo? Or is it still like... What, what, do, we, what do we make mixed. of this? I mean, like, it's pretty much like a war. Like, saying, what side do you want in this? Like, you know, people are getting very heated over this, saying, like, oh, no, it was, you know, it was all Ricardo's fault. He bloody break... He, like, you know, they're, they're saying Verstappen break-checked him. 
um, and went away too early, which I kind of agree on because when you look at it um, right down to like the fine lines, you can see that he broke way too early. Um, and then other people are saying that Ricardo was in the wrong because he, um, you know, was in he, he was right behind Verstappen, um, and he and he should have moved wider. Or you know, there's there's so many different um, things people are saying, but the overall reaction is for very very split. I would tend to think so as well, uh, but I think the majority pretty much are content with the way that Red Bull have handled it, saying it's fifty fifty. Uh, I think it was Helmut Marco. He actually did come out and say that they ha- the drivers have been put on notice. So the drivers, for those that don't know, they went back, Christian Horner and all that, at Red Bull, pretty much told them, you've got to go back to the factory, apologise to everyone for what you guys have done because it's just totally not on, which is fair, I believe, anyway. Yep. So Helmut Marco, after this, came out and said they've been put on notice. If it happens again, team orders may have to take place in future Red Bull Ooh. races. Now... Do you agree on this? Do you agree that team orders should what a scenario like orders? this? So team orders, for example, they would have let Ricardo go through earlier because yeah, he was far I, quicker. I hundred percent. Do you agree think with this. team orders will come into the foreplay for Red Bull if this kind of stuff happens again, which most likely it will? I mean, it'll, what do you think? Knowing, knowing what you know, knowing Max Verstappen, aka Pastor Maldonado, two point mm. it'll happen in mask Spain. off, mask M- off, mask off, mask on, mask off. Um, look, <laughs> what I a man! What a man! I've got a question about him in our next um in in in, in in the quiz. In the quiz, okay. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Like, mate, it, it will it'll happen in Spain. Like something drastic will happen. Verstappen will say, "No, I'm in front. I want to stay in front," and he'll just bloody like spin him off the track. Hmm. But he'll do like a kamikaze and spin himself off the track as well, and they both get stuffed. And Ricardo's like, "Well, what do I do in this situation?" It, it, yeah, like it'll mate. End of story. It'll happen in Spain. Do you think it should? So you're saying it'll happen in Spain? Hundred percent. Team orders will happen in Spain. No, they'll, they'll crash in Spain. Okay. Again, due to Max Verstappen's stupidity. What about Daniel Ricciardo going for a move that's not there? He be- because some people argue that v- Ricciardo came from too far behind. But besides he didn't that, though, like besides that, it- so you think? So you think? They're going to come to a collision in the Spanish GP. Yes. Is that your big prediction? I Look, I'm quietly confident about it. Um, I'll be in Europe at that time, so I'll be wa- I'll be watching at daytime over there. Mm-hmm. I, uh, we, will, we will call you. Yeah. I'll, I'll, not yep. we will. I will call you. 100%. Because I'm still going to do the show next Monday. Absolutely. The review of the Spanish GP. I'm going to be up late here <laughs> in Australia watching it, so I will call you. Yep. Hopefully you're around there. But anyway, I th- I so land, you're saying... I land the day of the Grand yeah, Prix. That's good. So hopefully you watch some of it. Mate, I'm going to anyway, watch it. <laughs> so you reckon they're going to collide? I reckon, and then team orders will take place um, Which next is race. the bigger question. Yep. I, are team orders going to eventually I, happen? I think so. It's, it's going to get to the point where it's going to be like a bit like child boy antics like it was with Vettel and Weber. How it got to the point where Vettel literally sabotaged both of their races. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And ruined it. Like you know, he had championship points on the line and just obliterated for both of them. Yeah. And that really screwed over Weber's chances in the championship. Um. Yep. To finish in the top two. Um. Look. Well, yeah. I mean, Verstappen's attitude just needs to change. That's for sure. He's he's a schoolboy. Literally, he's he's got that schoolboy mentality. Like, well, he's only a year older than us. Exactly. We're and both nineteen. That's, that's a scary part about he's it. He's twenty. 
That's just far out. Like, imagine if we were F1 drivers. Far out. Mate, I get I get angry enough in my F1 games, right? But you know what? I'm I'm smart enough mm-hmm. that if there's a driver behind me who's faster, you let him through. I let him through. But what I do is I know that I've got a whole lap, the next lap on DRS to take him over. That's something. Do you that, know what I mean? Yeah, he needs like, to learn that. But, but anyway, whole, look, wait, even even the when the you're driving th- in your car, you see someone flying exactly. up the freeway. If I see someone doing 110 and I'm already doing 105, I'm gonna move over. I'm gonna be like. Nah, stuff this. Exactly. I'm not staying behind this you guy. See, what I see here and get with Baku, right? The DRS zone was two corners after the home straight. I don't get why he couldn't have just been a normal person and said, all right, you know what? I'm going to take him on the DRS zone because he's got more chance of doing that than he does when he's in front. So at the end of the day, team orders comes into play, yes? 100%. All right. Valtteri Bottas. Now, unfortunately, he had a puncture with a couple of laps remaining the in the Baku fan. GP. We all just went everywhere. So that puncture, <laughs> unfortunately, ruined his race. He was in front, so he wasn't able to win, unfortunately, for him. So do we think that he will bounce back in Spain? And how much will this loss affect him mentally? It's affected him a great deal. I mean, he was given this win on a silver platter. Like, you know, it was, it was all set <laughs> up for him. Pun intended. The silver <laughs> arrows. Okay. That you didn't even realise no that, No pun did intended. Yeah. Um, it was, just, it was just such bad luck for him. But I think he's one of those blokes who's had a lot to deal with. Like, he's Hamilton's second driver. He lives in the shadows. Um, you know, he's he, he's got to do this under... He's, he's got that underdog mentality where he's got to rise up from the ashes and pull something remarkable up. You know what I mean? Like, it, I don't think it would affect him as, as much mentally now because he's like, you know, that this sort of stuff happens. He's been in the um, business long enough to know... Um, especially with Williams, who wasn't a very strong team back when he was a driver for them. He knows that these these sort of things happen. And I don't, you don't know what it was. Was it, was it debris? Was it just an, uh, built-up pressure? Like, you just don't know because not even the garage knows. So I don't think we'll know in the next couple of weeks. We may not know ever. Um, yeah, I'd, look, I reckon, I reckon we'll get a podium in Spain. I don't know if we'll be first. I hope Vettel gets first or Ricardo, whoever, but... I don't realistically, realistically think Red Bull will podium. Um, well, I guess we won't find out until Friday. Yeah, we'll correct. Closer. Correct. Um, and we will cover that in our review on Friday. Mm-hmm. Preview. Um, preview. Preview, sorry. Not review. Come on. Come on, um, James. I'm sorry, Ben. Yeah, he's too excited, guys. We're too excited oh, for this. We love it. It's so good where we just can talk F1. It's the best. It's good. It's rare. I know. It's rare that you find F1 fans. It's good. <laughs> That's what's good about it. There was this comment I read on um Ooh, here we go. on the F1 official fan group, and it was like, where, where are the women who support F1 at? She's like, I only found one, and she was in Spain. Like, that's how rare women are who support F1 are. Except it's just rare. It's just rare. You find, wait, uh, particularly in Australia. Like, wait. If, if, obviously, in, in Europe, there's probably going to be a lot more F1 fans, but this is like our experiences here in Melbourne in Australia. Just wait. You've, it's very rare to a, find F1 fans. Hang on, Ben. Wait. Over the whole year, right? There are no women F1 fans. But when it's in Australia, they all come out of the woodwork and say, and pull on their Red Bull shirts and say, yeah, go Ricardo. Hmm. And then they all disappear and they go into hibernation until next year. That's what literally it is. Same with and the men. For us, Same with the men as well. Oh it's for my, both. So, it's so, you know what, You right? just get all these bandwagoners that just exactly. come out for the GP and then they just take all our seats. But see, it's they, not good. They don't even wear the team shirts during the year. 
Yeah. Which I think is very... I do. I always wear mine when I watch Mate, the race. Mate, I'm taking mine to Europe. That, that's Good. how like, 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 that's Good. how passionate I am. Right? I rate that. On race days, I'll be wearing my Red Bull shirt with pride. Good. Right? In Italy, I'll be wearing my Ferrari shirt. No, my, my Red Bull shirt, not Ferrari shirt. What am I saying? Well, if Daniel Ricciardo goes to Ferrari, I'll be wearing a Ferrari shirt. 100%. Let's jump on the bandwagon. Because we're, we're Daniel Ricciardo bandwagons. No, we're, we're Australian race driver bandwagons. So we were on the Weber bandwagon. <laughs> Correct. And Daniel Ricciardo stayed on Red Bull. So we've all got to keep our gear. Correct. It was good. <laughs> all right. Uh, sticking with Mercedes, uh, Lewis Hamilton. Now, obviously, he basically, it, it, it was more of a platter. It was a bigger platter than what Bottas got to win this race because uh, obviously Bottas crashed. Vettel tried to overtake Bottas and yep. Hamilton in third, strapped in the first. So, many think he was a bit lethargic in his celebration post-race because obviously he went to console Valtteri Bottas and it was like, well... Console. Yeah. Whew, that's a first for him. I know. So, does, so, he was a little bit lethargic and a little bit just laid back or whatever. So, yep. does this win kickstart? His championship campaign, no. or no. is it just pure luck and that's it? No, not, you know we're what, we're not going right? to see him win I'm another gonna really one for a while. I'm going to be really harsh on Hamilton. I'm going to be really harsh on him. I think this is that little spark you get when you're trying to light a fire with stones, right? And that little spark of hope, like, oh, yeah, i got to win. Yeah, it's going to kickstart my career. Not like, you know, my, for what, what is it, four world championships he's going for now? Or like five or something like Him and Vettel are tying for like the record, aren't they? Yeah, he's four. Going for, he's going for four. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think so. Like, I mean, the fire, I reckon, will spark late, and it will be too late for him to get... I reckon Vettel will just take the chocolates here. He's so much better of a driver. He's oh, he's just all over the... You know, and Hamilton, he's all over them. And you could see, like, even though he did lose it, you know what was interesting? Uh, remember, because he, he says he doesn't... I, I believe one of the quotes was, like, he doesn't, he doesn't particularly like celebrating races where it's just been gifted to him. That's fair. I, I you know what's funny? That. You know what's funny? When he won the Monaco GP back in, what was it, 2016 or 2015? When, when Ricardo yeah, had when that, that um, Red Bull pit, pit stop, stop failure <laughs> on Ricardo. Was it 2016? It's funny how we all remember that. Like, it's, it's because just, we're... Yeah. It's imprinted in yeah. our brains was it, for the I remember, rest I of our lives. It, oh, I was so... I was pissed. I was so pissed and off. It was, and it was late as well. Like, yeah. we stayed up and he was going to win. I think I woke up my parents because I was like, What? What's going on? I'm like, no. Yeah, I know. Oh, I still I think, the whole race. I think that was all of our reactions. Yeah, I know. It was terrible. But anyway, um, <laughs> they yeah, after, that race, after that race, Hamilton's like, no, nah, no, nah, that's the best race win of my career. Now, sort of, to be fair to him, he did hold off Ricardo the whole time. But you're at Monaco. It is impossible for someone to pass you, you can't on the Monaco GP. So Hamilton, after that, said, nah. I felt like I completely earned that race, uh, that race win. That was one of the toughest I've ever done. Mate, you got that on a silver platter. You got this one on a no silver platter. <laughs> what's, what's the difference? What's exactly. the difference between this Baku and Monaco? Because Monaco, no one can pass you. Yes, Baku, he did. rarely. On, on, on the front straight, you So can. he got it gifted to him. Exactly. That's and the only it. reason why he won there. And I don't know. He had a it's just very contradictory. But the whole the thing comments. is, in Baku, he had a substantial lead. Yeah. Like, he wasn't going to lose it. Um, I just... Look, with that... I think they're the same. I just think his comments are contradictory. Yep. And therefore, Fair I just enough. that's it. He's okay. pretty much done. I respect that. All right. All right. James, what have we got next? Yeah, we're going to talk about the talking points of the week that was in the world of F1. All right, James. So first up, there's been a proposal. Well, it's gonna. It, has it been confirmed yet? 
did did they get down on one knee? I don't know. But anyway, was the ring shiny? <laughs> it took me a little bit to get to get that. <laughs> All right. Um, no, Got it. Has, has it been confirmed for 2019? I don't. We, we don't well, anyway, know. It's been proposed the Miami Grand Prix uh, will be the second USA Grand Prix fixture on the uh, what's the word the uh, the calendar the F1 calendar. Uh, the track looks a little bit. Uh, interesting to I say the least. But anyway, before we get into the track details, do we? How confident are we that the Miami Grand Prix will take place next year? And what are our overall thoughts on it? Do we think it will be successful? Do we think it's a good idea for F one? James, what are your thoughts? I don't think it'll happen. You don't think it'll happen? Uh, no. I mean, what what are they going to kick out? Like what? They're race? not going to kick it out. They're just adding it in. So they're going to add twenty five races to the season then. More F one, like, more races. Why is that not good? What's wrong with that? Well, I mean... You're taking it the to F- more cities? No, but, like, the FIA specifically has 24 races for a reason. Obviously, it's to do with, like, different events in different countries at the times that they're on. Um, you know, like, you don't you don't want a race to go into... The, you don't want a race to go into, like, November, December. Because then, cause then the drivers have... You know, like, the drivers have got... What, are they going to do two-week... Um, a, like, a two-week break before the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix? Like, you know, that's less time for the drivers to have an off-season, if you know what I mean. Like, I don't I don't rate it. Here we go. I just found it. Uh, the Miami City Commission, they're due for a vote on May 10. So uh, once this vote comes in the four, that's it. It'll take place. So really? if there is a yes vote, that is all that is required at this stage for Miami so, to join the calendar for 2019. All right, I'm going to admit, it's such a bad track. It's such a well, horrible it, it might, track. It might not be this track, but I'm just saying in general for the Grand Prix. Oh, just the Grand right, Prix in Miami. Right. We're not talking about the track yet. Okay, I hundred percent love it. I mean, Miami is an awesome city. Um, they did have the Long Beach um, Grand Prix originally before they went to Texas, um, and that was Ruba. I mean, everyone loved that. And then they had a break for what was it, fifteen years, or something like that, before they went to um, Texas. But I reckon having two U.S. Grand Prix would be absolutely awesome, because Texas is one of those tracks where and one of those races that you cannot miss. I mean. Everyone gets down. All like the NASCAR enthusiasts go down and just have a day at the track and don't know what the hell's going on. Um, but then all the cultured people come and teach them what real motorsport is. Um, but it is used as a uh, MotoGP track as well. And yeah. I mean, I I personally love watching it um, because you know, like, there's that big long straight that goes right up the hill, and you you've got this like really weird first corner. And like I don't like you got to slow right down, and then you go into like this really like snake sort of format cornering. Um, and I can tell you on on a wet track, it's not very fun. Hmm. So you're actually right; they are going to get rid of a race if it does happen. Yeah, I know. So, what race would they get rid of? That's the thing. Uh, reading on ESPN, they've suggested that the tracks that or the circuits that seem most at risk are Germany's Hockenheim. Belgium Spa oh, and Japan's no. Suzuka circuits. You, you're getting me really riled up here. Now, the reason why they <sighs> all have contracts expiring at the end of the current year. Now, but as hard as it is to say, Germany, they've like this is their first race back in three years. Mm-hmm. Like they haven't been in it for two what? Yeah, two years. Oh my god, was that your Siri? That was my uh, watch. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. I don't know, I don't know why. <laughs> I, 
My watch is on uh, 10%. It's a Samsung Gear S3. No I'm not going to plug Samsung no in. No plug. But I'm not paid for this. I do have a Samsung phone as well. This is not, not a paid endorsement. This is not a paid endorsement, but I do recommend the Galaxy S8 and the S3. It's All right. fantastic. But Enough yeah. plugging of Samsung. Yeah, so, but, you know, you're right. It is Germany's first time in a while to have I a don't, race. Look, I was, mate, but I am riled up about this because the whole thing is you cannot get her a spa. Spa is amazing. You can't right? get rid of Suzuka. I mean, Suzuka oh, is probably... It's, it's so it's annoying. In the to- oh, it's, what do you reckon? Do you reckon it's in the top three circuits in the F1 calendar? No, Suzuka? It's to- top five. Top five. Top five. Well, what's your top three then? Oh, all right. It's got to be Australia. That's all right. Well, it's Australia, Monza, Australia, and Singapore. Australia, no. Australia can't be a top. It's not that good of a well, track. for me, for me personally, because I'm yeah, Australian biased. Yeah, but, but I mean, you can't, even I'm Australian biased, but the Australian I, re- I reckon that could be a good talking point for our next show. Um, our next pit stop. Yeah, and the next pit stop episode. Uh, That's a good topic. I I can ring in actually. Can you? um, While I'm away, and we'll get you on Skype. We'll do something like that. And I can give in my um, predictions. Okay, but we're gonna we're gonna be harsh anyway on this. Which of those three do you think will go? Hockenheim ring. Yeah, it has to be, doesn't it? (laughs) Man, I (laughs) it's literally the love that that track so much. I uh, mean, so ugh. yeah, it's, it, it is frustrating. I mean, that DRS zone—that's damn sexy. But anyway, the, the good thing about Miami is that it's such an attractive city. I mean, it's just it money, will... money, 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 money. Exactly. And that's it. There's no like, they won't get rid of Suzuki because there's history with like with Jules Bianchi and all that sort of stuff. And then they won't get rid of that. The track is just exactly. fantastic. And they won't get rid of Spa because bloody Rouge's the oh, most iconic to die for the most oh, I, I reckon it's the most iconic set of corners yeah that the, that Formula 1 has ever seen mm-hmm. I agree I can't okay, and it's in a forest as well it's just fantastic like what it's a match made in heaven Formula 1 and forests alright well because we don't really want to give get rid of these races is there any way that the FIA can extend it more than 24 races no no yeah, so like literally f- for the exact same reason I was just saying before, they do it for a reason. They do it to coincide with different events that the um, country has on. And they're going to literally going to have to make it, um, you know, Miami back to back with Texas because... That wouldn't be that bad. Yeah, because like it's in the summer and they don't want to race in the winter. They don't mm. want to race in the autumn. Which is definitely the proposal that I'd assume would be for Miami. To go back to back with Texas. Not that. That'd be in summer. Yeah. So maybe they do. Well... They'd have to go back to back, though, wouldn't they? Why, oh, would, like, why would you want them going? Exactly. Why? Yeah. Why would you? Uh, unless, here's my little theory. Unless they did Canada, they split Canada in the uh, middle of Texas and Miami. Maybe because it's kind of like it's not too far. Yeah, it's in and the same region. I wouldn't mind seeing one it's of these races America. that we're used to, like having at the very start, like I don't know, uh, Bahrain or something like that, in in kind of like the mid section of the mm. um, calendar, because it's like it breaks it up. And Baku, Baku was later last year, wasn't it? Baku was after Monaco. There you go. Mm. And now it's what fourth race, of, fourth race of the season. Yeah. All right. So, look at the track. What are your thoughts on the track? All right. So let's break it down for everyone who can't see it, um, <laughs> because I mean that'd be very fair. It's this. All right. So there's um, roughly how many corners? There's about six or seven, six or seven corners, I believe, um, in the track, and it's it's got an extremely long two straights uh, that are broken up by a very, very sharp hairpin turn. And, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting track. Um, there's a few very, very sharp corners, but it goes it goes along Port, Port Boulevard, 
um, which is a bridge that connects uh, Miami, and it goes around Miami Heat's um, stadium. Yeah, American Airlines yeah. Arena. I mean, that's if that's not an endorsement, I don't know what it is. Um, but look, it's it's not a bad track for what they're proposing, hmm. but they need to work on it because it's this extremely sharp turn. After it, you kind of get out of this box, you, yeah, box it's like set a, of corners, and oh, it's, it's like, like a rectangle. Yeah, yeah, box. Yeah, so I thought it, you think it's it, square, it goes yeah. around the American Airlines Arena, and it's like you have to go down a literally gear one for this. Yeah. Because it, you have to go so slow around. Well, it's like Baku's. It, it's like Baku's, isn't it? Yeah. It's similar to Baku's. And then you lead into this massive straight. Oh, not as oh, big as the God. huge. Yeah. But like, wait, the straight after that, that's um, well, yeah, previous by a, like a hairpin. Mm. Um, this, like, all right, if, if you look this up, this these two straights literally look like a hairpin. Just like, yeah. like the full length of a hairpin. Um. Yeah, there's. It's not it, that bad. It, there's Look, too many it's, straights. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty bad, <laughs> but it's it's not that bad. Look, yeah, I mean, for it's what? Pretty good. For what like proposing, the straights, okay. uh, if anything, there's that's there's two, two DRS zones, which I love. That's and two which is what, very big DRS. Like, if if they don't start that from like literally the start of the straights, mate, oh, could you imagine the overtaking that will happen on that race? It'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? All right. So, we've got a lot of opinions on that track. May or may not look good, whatever. Yep. But, moving on, the Shoei. Mm. This has been trademarked by Formula One. Now, do we Typical. think this is a good or a bad move from the Chiefs there? Disgusting. Disgusting? Disgusting. Why? All right. Have you seen that comedian Frenchie? Yes, I have. All right, yes, so I did right. see this video. All right, actually. so yes, okay. um, for those who don't know, there's this comedian, Australian comedian called Frenchy. Mm-hmm. Um, What's his real name? It's something f- French. It's something, something French. French. You'd hope so. Yeah, we You'd hope reckon. so. You'd reckon. Um, anyway. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because in his in his comedy shows, he keeps saying Mister French. Mister French. Um, okay. Yeah. So what he did was he his trademark, like it's not like a legit trademark that he bought out, but there's this thing that he does, like it's it's, it's shoey. And I've done one with him at, his, at one of his shows. Uh, and he just, that's his trademark. Like, he's made a song called Shoey. And the lyrics looks to go, F you, I'm doing a Shoey. Like, that. that's all it is. All right, well, what does the F you stand for? Oh, am I, I going to say it? Should I say it? Yes, just say it. Firefighters Union, I'm doing a Shoey. That's I'm a glad ba- we got that out there. That's a, oh, mate. I'm glad we got that out there. But yeah, um, they've... They've done. They've gone and trademarked it. Uh, I think this is just. It's. It's clearly a it's mo- a another money grab. It's <laughs> another money grab. I mean, the shoe is just iconic. Just it's an keep it to us. Keep it to us. Keep it to the fans. It's an Australian rite of passage, <laughs> I believe. It um, happens all the time. Well, now. see, at the at the Australian Grand Prix, they've got an actual bar called the Shoey Bar, and what they do mm-hmm. is yes, they do. Yeah, they sh- yeah. they they sell stubbies, stubby holders, which are like coolers. Yep. Um, to keep your drinks cold, but your hands not cold, um, in the shape of Daniel classic Re- invention, Daniel Ricardo's shoe. Yep. And now that won't Hence be anymore. The but that won't be anymore because F1 have trademarked it. Unless the F1 community, what what is it? Not F1 community. F1 um commission. Yeah, commission. Is it decide to buy to the hierarchy? Yeah, whatever the hierarchy. The yeah, chiefs, exactly. The chiefs in charge. They decide to buy that out. Yeah. 
Oh, well. Uh, do you know actually how the shoe originated? Because it wasn't Ricardo. No, it, it wasn't was, Frenchy. Um, oh, my God. Um, Mad Hueys. These guys. <laughs> Mad Hueys. They're credited for bringing the ancient Aussie icon back into fashion during their surfing and fishing adventure video clips dating back to 2003. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, hang on. We actually have history. There is history behind it. Oh, God. God praise the shoey. God praise the shoey. Hallelujah. All right. Moving on from our talking points, we're going to get stuck into the comments from the F1 official fan group. James, take it away. Yes, all right. We're going to get stuck into some comments regarding the Miami um, reveals proposed F1 circuit layout quote from motorsport.com. Uh, it's been pretty mixed. People are saying, um, I like it. Another person says, could, could with some more corners, but I reckon it's pretty cool. Um, and then this oh, I agree with that and, comment. And there could be more comments, but it, it's pretty corners, cool. Corners, not comments. Did I say comments? Yeah. Well, I meant corners. I meant corners. <laughs> and then this one bloke, um, I feel like I want to just call him out because he's an absolute legend. He just says, that looks bleep disgusting. Hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough, that's disgusting, because it is. But, look, I don't know. It's on the right track. Needs more corners, I think. Yep. Good straights. I think that's the general consensus. Yeah. People are just saying, needs more corners, looks all right. Um, I mean, you know, we've seen tracks evolve over the years, you know, with different corners um, and, you know, just different straights, this and that and the other, that, that they could change up. And I think, you know, give it five years, maybe. If the if the track's still going, if it's proposed next year, yeah, um, I reckon it. I reckon it could be okay. I reckon. I mean, you know, the FIA wouldn't do something stupid to jeopardize the F one calendar to the point where it's like horrible. Um, but I mean, you know, it's the FIA. You got to trust them because you know they're the trust the process exactly hundred percent. We're Philly fans, <laughs> aren't we? We trust the process. Yeah, we do. All right, I've got another comment here. Who is the best F1 driver and driving now? Is it still Alonso? Driving now? or You you said this last week, didn't you, about mm. Fernando Alonso saying that, you know, in it, with, with the car he's in, the result he had in Because people, people are still commenting Alonso. There's a lot of agreements here. Mm. I don't know. I mean, does my opinion actually change from last week? Probably not. I mean... Well... I did agree. Wouldn't it be heightened now after what he did? Oh yeah, he, mate! Thank you for reminding me about yes, that. He did win on. his first um, closed. Can't believe you didn't pick it up closed, from the start. His closed wheel um, GP wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Where, I don't know where it was. GP race win, maybe. Closed yeah. wheel GP race win, yeah. Or just closed wheel race win. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. Whatever it is, anyway. Yeah. Tell yeah. us about it. What happened? I don't really know a whole lot about it. I'm going to be honest. Okay, um, I just I just know that he won. He won. And he's a beast. And I mean, he is one of the... I reckon he's one of the first drivers who's done the IndyCar 500. Um, And this as well as being a Formula 1 driver. Well, okay. So he won the World Endurance Championship race in his debut. It was a six-hour race in... Let's have a look. Let's get this thing up. It was something iconic. Six hours of Spa. There we go. That's it. We were just talking about it, weren't well, we? We were talking about Spa. So well, si- I hope that he would um, he would have a bit of experience going into the Grand Prix. Mm. Um, in the when when's the Spa Grand Prix? It's later on in the season. 
But I yeah. really hope I, I really hope this has given him a bit of an experience because I mean, driving how many hours? Do you reckon how many hours? Do you reckon he drove in that car? Maybe what three, three no, or four hours? Sorry for sounding warning. It's just a little bit tiring. Um, Poor bloke. Yeah, I know. If one's if one's such a boring um. If no, it's such not. A it's from sport. uni. It's from uni. Oh, it's new. Flavor on the university. It is. Okay, I will. Um, no, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming they'd split it up into two, two, and two because there were three drivers as well. As in, there were three drivers involved. So the other two were Kazuki Nakajima and Sebastian Buemi. Wait, Buemi was... There um, we go. F, he was an F1 driver, wasn't he? Yes, he was. I don't know how I didn't pick that up earlier, but yes. <laughs> Buemi. Buemi. God, Buemi. That's, a, that's an old Did name. Did he race... I think he raced for Toro Rosso. Yeah. If I am not to be mistaken. Yeah, with... Um, but anyway, they they all raced in a uh, Toyota. And remember Toyota back in the uh, back in the F1. Should we see I them can, return? Look, I can tell you this very interesting fact. You know Jean-Eric Verne, who used to race for Toro Rosso? Yeah. You know now he's the lead driver and winning the championship in the Formula E. He's an absolute beast. Yes, no, I do remember this. Yes, I mean I got, right. I, I got. I remember. Up, I remember like, yeah, I remember I watching. Two, I got it two weeks ago. Yeah, and Formula E's on like every day. Yeah, on I know. Bain Sports. I remember watching I'm like, that. Oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, and John Eric Verne is up there. <laughs> All right. Uh, any what? other any other comments from the F1 official fan group? Or was that pretty much nah, it? Nah, it's pretty dead. I mean, us F1 fans <laughs> well, only rile up about certain things and. There's not much going on. Yeah, well, there isn't much that goes on in between races uh, unless there's a massive, massive controversy. Massive. But, all right, so that's it for the comments from the F1 official fan group. We're now going to get stuck into an F1 quiz about the Spanish GP. James, kick it away. All right, we've got our first question here. We've only got seven questions um, because I sussed a few out of these and it's from the F1 official website and a lot of them have got photos. Uh, which we can't do on uh, podcast, of course. Uh, but the first question is, Pastor Maldonado started from pole position. Hang on, wait. I need to get my head around that. He started pole what? position. Yeah, I, know, I know. Pastor Maldonado started from pole position in 2012 after who was disqualified from P1 following qualifying? Was it... In 2012, okay. Was it Lewis Hamilton, Sebastian Vettel, Fernando Alonso or Mark Webber? Sebastian Vettel. Incorrect. Damn. All right, then. Who? It was Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton? Yeah. Ham- Hamilton didn't have sufficient full fuel on board to provide the required uh, sample. I think I do remember this now, actually. Yeah. So, um... Okay. All right. All right. I've got, I've got another one for you. Well, I've got one for you. What Ooh. if I What if I have one for you? All right. Okay, I'm going to ask you. In what... Well, okay. <laughs> this is this is a question one. A uh, picture one. Anyway, I'll, I'll go to the first one. Uh, Nico Rosberg and Lewis Hamilton. We remember that collision, yes? We do. What corner? Turn three, turn four, turn five, or turn six? I'm turn four. You must have looked at it beforehand. Yes, it was. Eee! Turn four. That was a total guess, I'm going to be honest. I mean, I knew, I knew it was pretty early on, but I didn't know <laughs> if it was three, four, or five. I mean, six was just... There's what well, it's a straight that leads into six, so it would have been too early. But I mean, I've got another question for you. Uh huh. Would you like to hear it? Go. Who inherited victory after Mika Hakkinen's dramatic last lap engine failure in 2001? This is, this, this, this is going back. This All is right. David Coulthard, Rubens Barrichello, Ralph Schumacher, or Michael Schumacher? Hmm. 
This was a back. This was back when Schumacher was at his peak, wasn't it? Correct. So, but, but, well, which Schumacher am I talking about? I'm exactly. talking about Ra- okay. I, I mean, there's it. only one Schumacher who was actually kind of good. Lock in Michael. Lock in Michael Schumacher. Are you sure? Do you want to phone a friend? You're making my doubt myself now. Um, <laughs> nah, just go Schumacher. Correct. Yes. <laughs> All right. Got so him. it says, um, "Quote from Schumacher: This is not. This is not the way they like to win. Apparently." Um, Schumacher reflected afterwards I have to say I feel sorry for Mika Hakkinen mm. because um, he did crash out which this is, is a bit uh, depressing this is like Lewis Hamilton's comments to uh, Valtteri Bottas mm, I know isn't it alright which driver recorded the fastest lap for the first time in his career in last year's race was it Max Verstappen Danny Kvyat Carlos Sainz or Kimi Raikkonen mm. Um, now I can't give you a hint in this because if I do you'll get it straight away yep it's alright it's between Max Verstappen and Daniel Kvyat I reckon um, seeing they're two pretty oh, see well Kvyat's not like a new driver but I mean he hasn't well, had he's gone he has, exactly he's gone where mm. is he now um, I'm going to say Max Verstappen you going to say Max Verstappen yeah lock it in <sighs> yep Ba bow. Oh no. Danny Kvyat. It's alright. Next one. That's right. a, that that's a face palm. <laughs> that's a face palm. Go. Alrighty. Which circuit hosted the Spanish Grand Prix from 1986 to 1990 before the circuit D Barcelona Catalunya took over? Was it Jerez, Jama, um, Montjuic Park, or Valencia? No idea. Absolutely no idea on this one. Um, any possible hints? All I'm gonna say is um, the 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 drivers who won in the next five years were Ariton Senna, Alan Ayrton Prost, Senna. yep, Nigel Man and Nigel Mansell. That does not help me. At they all. won in the next five seasons. Hmm. B and locking B. Jerema. Yeah. What was it? It was Jerez. Uh-huh. So Jerez replaced Jerema at the as the home of the Spanish Grand Prix in nineteen eighty six with with um I can't even say his name. Ayrton Senna. Ayrton Senna. Ayrton. Ayrton. How can you not say his Ayrton, name? Properly? Sorry. Ayrton Senna and Alan Post and uh, Nigel Mansell. Oh my god, I cannot read. I'm like dyslexic. You Seriously. Alright. Which driver famously finished second in Spain in 1994 despite being stuck in fifth gear for much of the race? Oh, was it? This happened so much to me in bloody F1 2017. <laughs> was it uh, Damon Hill, Michael Schumacher, David Coulthard, or Mika Hakkinen? Well, I know... Mm, I know it won't be Mika Hakkinen. Um, and I don't think it would be David Coulthard. So it's between Damon Hill and Michael Schumacher. I mean... Knowing Schumacher, like he's he always pulls something out of the bag, and yeah, I'm I'm looking Schumacher. Yep. Sweet. Seriously, I mean this. this I mean it's being stuck in fifth gear for the whole race, yet still finishing second. Like that's a typical Schumacher story. Yep. All right. Next question. The Spanish Grand Prix has seen ten different winners in the last ten years. True or false? The fact is that this is a question worries me because I wouldn't <laughs> think so. So I'm going to say true. 
Yes, you're right. Oh, okay. So the winners who, who go, are the winners? Yeah. Um, Felipe Massa, Kimi Raikkonen, Jensen Button, Mark Webber, Sebastian Vettel, Pastor Maldonado, surprisingly, God help us. Fernando Alonso, Lewis Hamilton, Nico Rosberg, and Max Verstappen have tasted the winners of champagne. Mm, okay. All right. Since Barcelona joined the calendar in 1991, which team has won the most races? Was it Williams, Red Bull, McLaren, or Ferrari? Oh, it had, mm, it's between Ferrari and McLaren. Yeah. Because Red Bull, they weren't a thing in the 90s. Um, Williams, no. Can you give me any hints? You've already locked it down to the next to the final uh, two. And, but uh, but I'm right. You're right. Okay. It's out of McLaren and Ferrari. I'm gonna go any mini mini mo. Go. Any, mini, mini, mini. I said McLaren. Unfortunately, James, you are wrong. No, it oh was my Ferrari. God. It was Ferrari. Why did I think of this? Like Ferrari, like were legit the OP. With we like the OP car. Mm. Of the 90s. Yeah. All right. Final question. Carlos Sainz. Sainz, my God, has scored his joint best F1 finish uh, on home soil since his Spanish last year. But where did he finish? Fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh? Hmm. Where did he... So his joint best F1 finish on home soil... Don't think it was fourth. I'm not going to say it was seventh. So, am I right in saying it's fifth and sixth? Yep. Okay. Good. Uh, I'm going to say. Hmm. I'm going to say fifth. Unfortunately, damn not. it. Unfortunately, not. It was sixth. Um, Saints ran uh, to sixth, including a memorable fight with Ferrari's Sebastian Vettel, um, and Kimi Raikkonen. So he fought them off. There in you a go. Toro Rosso. Ah. And that oh, does fantastic. finish our quiz of the Spanish Grand Prix. And that finishes our podcast. Our first pit stop podcast. Pit stop. Pit stop on the uh, Q3 podcast. So, James, it's been a pleasure. Always, as always. We'll be back on Friday to give you a really in-depth preview on the Spanish GP. So do stay tuned on into that. And obviously, you can chuck us a like on Facebook now. That'd be much appreciated. Q3 Podcast. We have made a new logo. I've made a new logo. Yeah, Ben does all the hard work. Yes, I do. I do all the hard work. Hope you guys like it. But anyways, hope you guys enjoyed listening to this podcast. Do tune in on Friday. And if you do want to listen to our review of the Baku GP, that podcast is also up as well. But anyways, till then, we'll see you at the front of the grid.